Biggins. I think that's how the song goes. I don't know. You know, I am still in St. Augustine, Florida, where the oldest city, this is the oldest city in America. I'll have you know, the oldest city. You know, I like to think about these times when, um, these ancient times when people probably didn't eat much meat because like they didn't have a bunch of cows, right? They didn't have a billion cows to feed everybody. So they had to be really sparing with what they what they ate. And I keep on I saw this lady on Instagram where it's she's going like, well, animals have people have been eating animals and red meat since the dawn of humanity. Well, what is the dawn of humanity? What is what does that mean, the dawn of humanity? Do you mean two thousand years ago? when Jesus was walking around and there were barely any animals to be eaten. I mean, he was born in a manger. There was, that was the only place where there was room for him to be born. So he born as an, as an animal. So 2000 years ago. Okay. Is that the dawn of humanity? Or maybe it's earlier than that. Maybe it's 4,000 years ago, back before like 2000 BC, you know, like, the Greeks and Romans are running around fighting each other and doing all sorts of fun stuff. Is that the dawn of humanity? This is Sparta? Is that it? 4,000 years ago? Is it 6,000 years ago when humanity is just figuring out how to grow grass, how to grow wheat? Is it 7,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago when humanity is basically just running around trying to find whatever scraps everybody else, all the other animals leave for us? Is that is that the dawn of humanity? I, I want to know what they mean when they say, we've been eating red meat since the dawn of humanity. People use this term, the dawn of time, the dawn of humanity. What is what, what is the dawn of humanity? Because here's the thing, any dawn of humanity that I can imagine, there weren't that many cows around. There wasn't that many, there weren't that many pigs around. Sure, there were some and people were eating them and people were eating whatever they could get their hands on because they didn't, they hadn't figured shit out yet. The truth is, humanity is extremely good at farming. We're really, really good at it. Look, 
I'll tell you what, like I jumped out of a truck last week and twisted my foot and I can barely walk. Do you really think the ancient man was running around with spears all the time, just trying to crazy, just, just hunting wild animals just constantly? Of course not. How annoying would that have been? They wouldn't have lasted very long because the second we injure ourselves, we're not we're not long for this world. Before medicine, we didn't have very many like you would sprain your ankle and that'd be it, dude. You're done. You're toast. You're finished. No more. You'd be lucky to make it with a sprained ankle. Some minor injuries. This is why like bears and mountain lions generally if you make a lot of noise and seem like you're gonna be a hassle they say screw it i'll, I'll try the next little bunny rabbit those big animals they don't want to mess with us because they don't want an injury because if you can injure an animal it usually means death just like for us at the dawn of humanity so the exchange of calories the um risk of injury all of these things would mean that hunting wasn't very popular. It's probably about as popular as it is today. Not very. It's basically reserved for some a few fetishists, some people who fetishize this idea and even sexualize the idea of going out into someone else's home and killing those poor defenseless animals who honestly want nothing to do with us. They just want to be left alone. Even the big fierce ones like lions, tigers, and bears just want to be left alone by us. But what we are good at is growing shit. We're really good at putting a seed into the ground, understanding how long something will take, understanding the seasons, understanding just being able to look into the future just a little bit. Humans are really good at that. We're really good at just like tending the land, farming. We're awesome at it. And so what happened was once we had enough where we had an abundance of wheat, grain, corn, those types of things, um, we were able to feed it to other animals. And it made it made perfect, you know, we fed it to those animals and that became a storage device. Animals became a storage device for our calories because through the winter when the when some of the grain started dying we could store some of those calories in the animal and we knew even back then that you're not going to getting a direct return you're not going to get all of your calories back i have to take 16 pounds of grain to get one pound of animal flesh but if you were in like the fjords or up in the north someplace then it might be a good idea to feed to have a pig and have your family feed that pig for all year round so that when the winter months came you might have something <sighs> that is not the dawn of time eating red meat three times a day people like to talk about that like since the dawn of time we've been eating mcdonald's waiting in line at chick-fil-a it's not the case Unless the dawn of time was the 1960s. Is that the dawn of time? 1962 or something? Mm. 1962 is the dawn of humanity. I think that's what they think. I think that's what these carnies think. They can't think past. You know, everybody knows that when they meet young people, they'll be like, oh, that happened before I was born. Yeah, a lot of shit happened before you were born. That's how we understand today is by understanding what happened before we got here. That's how we start to comprehend the situation we're in is by understanding what happened 
before we were here because understanding the moment is kind of difficult and it doesn't really help unless we put it into context in the greater scheme of things isn't that isn't that isn't it difficult to imagine people just saying that well that happened before i was born so i don't care well i think that that same sentiment is what the carnies have that they say like oh well yeah we're born the dawn of humanity so we've been eating hamburgers since the dawn of humanity Good quality, good video quality, fine, finally, thank you. I've been messing with it because um, for some reason when I have my conversation, when I when we do Sunday school, for some reason, Fanny always freezes for me, but none of my other guests ever freeze for me. I don't understand the problem. So if you're watching Sunday school, I'm trying to figure that out. It's a mystery. Why does Fanny freeze, but nobody else does? That's the new. That's the new mystery. Help me solve it. Hello, Vegan D. Let's get the Vegan D up in here. Hello, friends of the veganism. This is a channel for vegans, and he's voiced. Hello, guten tag, mein Freund. You know, today is National Monkey Day, but I don't want to monkey around, you know, because even though the vegan, the vegan national calendar, here we go, National Monkey Day is December 14th. Um, don't monkey around with monkeys. Yesterday I was wearing, well, day for yesterday I was wearing my monkey, stop monkey, hashtag stop monkey labs. Do you know in Davis there are 4,500 monkeys being tortured every day in UC Davis? There are monkey labs all over America. The National Institutes of Health have the primate research laboratories that um, torture poor monkeys, mostly macaques, rhesus macaques. And um, and marmosets. This guy looks like a little marmoset. I can't. I think he's a. I think he's a marmoset. I don't know. I can't tell. Marmosets are cute. I don't know all the different species of monkeys. In Santa Ana, California, there's a monkey zoo. The zoo that has only. I think it's got 500 different species of monkeys. Isn't that weird? So anyway, so the the monkeys. There's old world monkeys and new world monkeys, and uh, some have tails and some don't, but they're more like dogs and cats monkeys. They look like human faces. Mm. Every time I tell people, show people videos of monkey being tortured in laboratories, people go, oh my God, that's horrible. They never care about the rats and the mice, but they care about dogs, cats, and monkeys. Um, about 110 million animals a year in America are killed in lab research laboratories many of whom are monkeys poor monkeys we need to stop experimenting on monkeys there's monkeys in florida apparently not native but got there somehow saint pete runner are you serious are you for serious i'm in florida right now i don't think there's any monkeys in saint augustine but it is I'll tell you what, it's still windy yesterday just winded it was just windy and rainy all day i was like ugh I was so excited about being in St. Augustine. The first day I got to go down St. George through the old town. And it's very cool. I like the old towny stuff. I met a vegan. I had some fun. And then yesterday I just spent the entire day in the hotel because it was raining and uh, windy all day long. I thought I knew that Florida had storms. But I thought they were kind of like Hawaii where like the storm would come and then it would go and it'd be sunny again. I thought it was kind of like that. Nope. Because I've been to the Bahamas and Bahamas are like right off the coast of Florida, right? Like I thought it would be more like that. But it just rain and wind and cold all day in Florida yesterday in St. Augustine, Florida. So I didn't see any monkeys. 
That's how summer is. Oh, see, I watched Miami Vice. <laughs> My education about Florida is comprised entirely by the by Miami Vice. <laughs> That's all I know about Florida. That and Ron DeSantis. No, I'm just joking. I know a lot about Florida. I love Florida. I've been here a couple times. But this is my first time in St. Augustine. I've always wanted to be here. I was really glad I got to see the the fort and I got to see the the lighthouse. I, I wanted to go to the top of the lighthouse, but I don't think that's possible anymore because yesterday was such a wash. But I did, you know, and I don't know if you guys have the same thing. When I lived in Hanover, Germany, I felt like season what do you call it season affective disorder i think they call that my first in the winter time in 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 stanton i would just get so depressed it's gray all the time and i love all weather but do you ever feel like when you're really when you're in seattle or something and it's cold and it's rainy and it's dark you just want to cuddle up in the bed you don't want to do nothing i feel like if i lived in chicago i would get nothing done because i would just be tired and sad all the time does anyone else feel that way i feel like i have to be someplace sunny and that maybe that's something just because i grew up in california and it was sunshine a lot of the time i lived in hanover for three years i lived in um i lived in japan but japan is very distinctly they have distinct seasons i lived there for mostly i moved lived there in summertime uh yeah i don't know man what do you guys think do you guys get to season dis disaffective disorder season affected disorder do you ever get that sad opposite of socal i used to live in san diego oh daily rainstorms same time every day winter is usually dry okay so opposite of california well san diego you know what i'm talking about then because i live in south orange county but um i'm from l.a no, we don't have, we have sunshine most of the time. Sounds like Scotland. Scotland and Seattle, I think, are probably pretty similar, probably, because they're coastal. Because, well, I mean, Scotland's like part of an island, so, like, it's all coastal. <laughs> but, like, Seattle and western Washington, it's, like, it's gray, it's rainy. Amsterdam's kind of like that. Hanover's like that, but without the coast. It's got rivers instead. Yeah. Mm. I'm used to the nine months of winter. <laughs> Not the inner fire, though. Nine months of winter and fall. Oh, geez. München. In München, it's cloudy. Well, München's like a mountain town, right? Um, I've been... Munich is cool. Munich's cool. Um, I, I feel like... I don't know what the, what the winters are like in Munich, but I know it snows. So, I don't know. In When I lived in Germany... I lived three years in a place called Hanover, and Hanover is gray all year. Like, it's 90 degrees summertime, and you look up, it's a gray sky. Just gray. It's a beautiful city. I love it, but it's just like, it's tough. Then I decided I want to live in the sunniest city in Germany, and I looked it up, and that place is called Karlsruhe, Karlsruhe, Germany. And so... I moved to the sun city, Karlsruhe, which is the sunniest city in Germany. They get, on average, five hours of sun every day. So I had to live there so that I could say for the rest of my life, I lived in the grayest city and the sunniest cities in Germany. And I, I, I loved Karlsruhe, but it was like a smaller city. It was still great, though. I loved it. I loved Karlsruhe. Hanover's wonderful, though, too. Better club scene in Hanover. Back when I was young, that mattered. You know what I mean? 
You picking up what I'm putting down? Good. It's also National um, Martyred Intellectuals Day. And I always think about, okay, it's also National Alabama Day and National Booyah Bays. Booyah Bays is a disgusting fish. They just take a bunch of mussels and fish and throw it into a pot and boil them forever. And Booyah Bays is disgusting. It's a horrible dish. Um, I can't imagine anybody wanting to eat a Booyah Bays do people still eat that? I don't know. I only know about it because I worked in restaurants for so long. Uh, Alabama Day. It's National Alabama Day. If you're from uh, Alabama, roll tide. And, um, oh, my gosh, Jalen orangutan saw human fi humans fishing and copied it, it seems. Orangutans did? Is that true? <laughs> Orangutans? Orangutans, orangutans, uh, fishing with spears. Oh, my gosh. He's fishing. All right. Look at him. He doesn't want to get in there. What is this? This guy's fishing? He looks like he's just hanging out in the zoo. Them, a bunch of them using sticks. These are, uh, you know, they say that the orangutans are the smart ones. They're arguably the most intelligent animals after humans. That's what I've heard too. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't. I want to put it past them. I mean, they're they're orangutans. I mean, aren't they? They're the smart ones, right? They're the ones that run the planet of the apes. Um, the new planet of the apes movies that are coming out. There's a new one coming out. And I think it's going to be, it's, it's called the, the kingdom of the planet of the apes. And we're going to see orangutans fishing. Orangutan goes fishing with a stick. <laughs> Jalen, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, it's national uh, martyred intellectuals day. Uh, the intellectuals of Bangladesh were murdered today by um, by the Pakistani government. See, the Pakistan Bangladeshis, the Bengali, did not want to be members of Pakistan. They didn't want to be part of them anymore. So the um, Pakistanis, uh, they knew that they were going to lose the war, so they decided to kill between 400 and 1,000 intellectuals. We're talking teachers, doctors, poets, writers, anybody who seemed to have a bit of intelligence because they wanted to cripple the Bengali. Um, they wanted to cripple them, you know, economically. And I think it's so fucking sinister if you think about it. So today is intellectual, the martyred intellectuals day, December 14th. Pretty horrific, horrific if you think about it. You know what I mean? 
Martyred Intellectuals Day, 1971, this happened. So there you go. Now you know about Martyred Intellectuals Day, if you didn't already. There you go. Guerrilla warfare. <laughs> With the sticks. I, I think I think um, orangutans are one of the most interesting animals. I read a book once about uh, taxidermy and how they're, they have skins of orangutans and they're always they don't want to display them because people get really upset <laughs> uh about the orangutans being mounted and taxidermied but, but when the borneo when they when they wanted to preserve and tell people we need to conserve these areas photos back then weren't very good so they used taxidermy to try to drive conservatory efforts isn't that weird you have to kill somebody to save their species um audubon thought the same thing audubon's name is the audubon society is synonymous with conservation and yet this is a guy who killed birds in order to paint them so that he could show people who we're saving why we need to save animals isn't that bizarre the, the the things that human beings get all tied up in so difficult so i wanted to share this guy his name is cosmic have you ever seen this guy he's a a, a three-armed alien uh, they found him in a silver flower pot in 1980s i don't know six 1985 seven something like that sometime in the mid 80s they found him and he he just loves McDonald's. He just, he just, he just is, he's a McDonald's enthusiast. He came from another planet and he loves McDonald's. And by McDonald's, I mean, he just, he just is into the whole vibe. Like he loves Ronald McDonald. He loves the blood of the innocent. He loves killing as many animals as possible. This is a, one of those aliens that comes to earth and wants to murder earthlings. He's got three arms. He's not trustworthy. He's kind of zany, so you think that you might you might enjoy him, but he's not a nice guy. Cosmic. He's not cool at all. And so if you think about Mr. Cosmic and you think about what what whatever happened to him, you know? Whatever happened to Cosmic McDonald's? I I I I keep on wanting to bring him back, as a lot of people say, because they love those cart those like Grimace and these other ones. They want to bring him back. A trade mission? He's on a trade mission, guys. Don't trust any alien saying that he's going to be on a trade mission. Don't trust him at all. Okay, I'll take this and trade you back. I get it. Trade. Okay, I'll trade. Trading. Boy, he moves fast. Do you think he'll be a traitor for his people? He's a traitor. I think, you know, like, like, you know, how Ronald McDonald leads a poor animal into the slaughterhouse after befriending them. He says, hey, little birdie, you're my friend. So there you have Grimace, you have uh, Ronald, and you have some old doctor. I'm not sure who the doctor is. How about joining us in a picnic? I've got the McDonald's cheeseburgers, fries, and shakes. All right. Ready to eat for the lunch? Bye-bye. What was Ronald to do? Yeah, what? I'll save our lunch with my McMagnet. Cosmic couldn't hide. He was pulled by Ronald's McMagnet. What do you say we share? <laughs> now you've got the idea. 
deliciously awesome. I've got to tell my people about McDonald's cheeseburgers. Later, dude. So Cosmic took off. Wow, what a Later, dude. Oh, right. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Time for the great taste of McDonald's. He's so punny, that Ronald McDonald. So Ronald McDonald and Cosmic, they became great friends. And Cosmic always stuck around and would appear to trade uh, things for hamburgers. And he's got a McMagnet. Of course he's got a McMagnet because there's heavy metals inside of um, McDonald's foods. And so McCosmic, Cosmic is his name, Cosmic. And I don't know if any of you saw, but on Veg News, they're talking now, they're opening up 10 Cosmics. Now, this is important because everybody, they're opening up a new restaurant called Cosmics based on this alien. For some reason, it's only got one arch. I'm not sure what the logo, why they, I'm, you know what, the design decisions when it comes to McDonald's, I don't understand. Like, it's always like, please don't eat here. Red, orange, yellow, please don't eat here. And yet people line up for it. So I think they just do the opposite of whatever is intuitive. <laughs> they do the opposite of that and McDonald's wins every time. They just do the opposite of what you would normally do. You know how when people think you should open up a McDonald's, open up a restaurant, open up something that can maybe help people, feed people, blah, 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 blah. They're like, no, it's a real estate company with burgers. And you're like, what? <laughs> it always works though. It always works. They're, they're genius. They're evil geniuses. They do the opposite of what you'd think would be a normal thing. So Cosmics, they opened up a restaurant based on that alien. It's, it's completely geared towards Gen Zillennials. I don't know what the hell, whatever generation they think is going to be the future. But this is really important because for a while there, a lot of non-vegan and vegan people were saying, <gasps> McDonald's is talking about expanding their restaurant footprint by 25% in the next five years. And everyone's like, oh my God, see, they're growing. Veganism is losing. Oh no, you see this people, if things are getting worse, things are getting worse. And cause, and even McDonald's franchisees were like, oh my God, how are you going to increase your footprint by 25%? We're all going to lose all our money. The rest of the world was going, oh my God, we're going to have footprint of that many more McDonald's, 25% more. Little did anyone, everybody know what they were actually doing was re, um, rebranding some, and they're going to, they're going to have a spinoff restaurant. Their first one, Cosmics. Now this is a beverage centered, beverage centered chain. New chain Cosmics is now open. Here's what not to do. There's 10 of them in Texas. I've not seen one yet, but um, when I drove through Texas, I don't think I don't think that they were there. I, I'm not sure exactly what cities they're in. Anyway, brand recognition tied to is tied to hamburgers and fries. It was almost too strong in the U.S. for consumers to overcome the identity. You see, Cosmics they want to have McCafe. I remember when McCafe came out and they were talking about opening up McDonald's that were only going to be cafes, kind of like a little mini, like a Starbucks, like a coffee Starbucks, like a Mc, a Mc Starbucks. It didn't work out because everyone just wanted uh, hamburgers. And so now they're completely, they're saying, okay, we're McDonald's, but we're not. Why do they have the golden arches on there? Again, I don't know. McDonald's has weird design choices. They decide to do stupid things. So they're going to, um, do you remember McPizza? Do you remember McPizza? Does anybody remember McPizza or McRide where there was like roller coasters at McDonald's? They, they've done crazy things. So here we have Cosmics. There are no vegan options, but 
they are beverage focused. As you can see, here's um, some kind of chemical shit storm with little orbit uh, bobas, like McDonald's answer to the boba. Is there anything vegan? Uh, right now, the food offers a sandwich and McMuffin often options, none of which are vegan or vegetarian. So yeah, it also has savory hash brown, bright brown bites, which are also likely not vegan. Um, they're cooked in beef fat at McDonald's. They're probably cooked in beef fat at Cosmics. Who knows? Who well, I don't know. None of the baked goods or ice cream options are vegan either. No vegan options. So they want to target the young people, but no vegan options. Ding dong. But you know what? It'll probably work out for McDonald's. They always do the opposite of what would be intuitive. It would make sense since people care more about their heart, their hearts and their health and the planet and those things. They would try to have some kind of eco um, bend or something like that. But no, no. McDonald's says, fuck that. You're going to have some hot drinks. You can have brewed coffee, black tea, green tea, peppermint tea, and iced options as well. You can have a tropical spice aid, a sour tango lemonade, and the island pick-me-up punch. They see, they appear to be vegan, says Veg News, but um, they've reached out to Cosmic uh, Cosmics but have had no, uh, no response. I wonder why. So... <laughs> They tried a McPlant and 600 restaurants in 2022, but after week sales, it was added to the it was not added to the permanent menu. Some speculated the failed trial was due to McPlant's placement in rural locations where demand for meat-free options is often much lower. Of course, that's the thing. McDonald's keeps doing this thing. You know what's funny? I used to say that when McDonald's brings out a vegan McPlant, um, that it would change the world that the world would change. I thought it would be that profound. And I was wrong because they, they, they won't bring it out. They'll bring it out to 600 locations and then discontinue it. We can't ever have, it'll never get there. So at this point, I'd like to see a world with no McDonald's because they're just garbage humans making money off of people who are too stupid to realize like the stupidity of anybody that goes into a McDonald's at this point cannot be debated you know, you know that McDonald's is bad. It'd be like, hey, want to try some fentanyl? That's the same thing as McDonald's. McDonald's and fentanyl. McDonald's has killed more people than fentanyl in America. And yet it's, there's no, there's no government sponsored billboards that tell you to stop eating McDonald's. There's lots of government sponsored billboards paid with your tax dollars to say, don't do cocaine because fentanyl's in there, or don't do meth because of fentanyl. They're always talking about fentanyl. We all know what fentanyl is, or do you? Do you know what fentanyl is? Do you know what fentanyl is? If you don't, let me know. I'll, I'll give you the brief history of fentanyl. But fentanyl is in everything now. It's it's like it's like powdered milk. It's in everything. It's mostly coming from China. Anyway, not to get too much in the weeds about fentanyl. Why the hell aren't we saying the same thing about McDonald's? McDonald's has killed far more people than than fentanyl, and it costs us more money. It's a public health epidemic. It is not since the dawn of humanity that people have been eating things like McDonald's. It's just not true. Every time someone says it, just the dawn of humanity, we've been eating like this. No, it's not true. Maybe the 60s. Because, you know, McDonald's started in the 50s, but it wasn't everywhere. Nothing like McDonald's was everywhere until the like the mid-60s. 
even then it would be a treat. Even when I was a kid, it was like a treat to go to McDonald's. It wouldn't be like everyone goes to McDonald's all the time. And people warned that people were, people were ringing the bell warning us that if we keep going down this road, all we'll ever eat is fast food. And we're here. We're here today. I'm going to go out and drive my chicken truck around. And you know what I'm going to see? Lines around every fast food place. Lines of cars around every fast – into the street causing traffic jams so people could get their fast food cheaply. It's not cheap and it's not fast, but they want it. They drug burgers to get people addicted. Do they? Do they even have to? I mean – they're spending billions of dollars on advertisements. They've done everything they can to keep it cheap and gross and fattening. American doctors make five times more than UK counterparts because we're all dying of curable disease. Of course, of course they are, man. They're drug dealers. Everyone's always like, like fascinated by the fact that American doctors make so much because they're drug dealers. They're not doctors. They're drug dealers. This is no different from the Wild West. In the Wild West, if you ever see an old movie about like the, the cowboy days, the, the doctor would come in with dirty hands, reeking of gin, and then give someone some laudanum or some, some kind of opioid. And you know what? Opiate, sorry, they hadn't invented opioids yet. Opiates. So they 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 give you an opiate and you feel better, don't you? There you go. There you go, old chum. Call the doctor when you need some more. Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. Call the doctor when you need some more opiates. Nothing changes. In America, we're too big and fat and stupid to change anything. We're just too big, fat, and stupid. We're a giant country. It takes forever to change anything. Remember those little chips in your in your credit card? How long Europe had those for 20 years before America got them? Because those chips in your cards, it was just too much to get everybody to change. It was just too much. And until until the credit card company said we're not going to pay for fraud um, charges on the magnetic strips anymore, that's when they changed it. That's when they did it. Unbelievable. They're drug dealers. That's right. Restaurants are drug dealers too. Restaurants are drug dealers, but who trusts? People don't trust restaurants like they do doctors. And I tell you what, restaurant owners don't make millions of dollars like doctors do. It's, it's, it's entirely unreasonable the amount of money that we pay doctors for what? For prescribing drugs. They are the ones who hold the drugs. You know what? Karina works at a, at a psych, a, a psych um, office and you know what they do? You know what? She does. She does stuff where she intakes, uh, in, you know, patients and talks and does some scheduling and stuff. But a lot of what she does, oh, you want more drugs? Sure, I'll get the doctor to sign that. Oh, you want more drugs? Sure, I'll get the doctor to sign that. More drugs? Sure. That's what they do. Meanwhile, all the animals are filled with drugs too. <laughs> McMeth. <laughs> McMeth. So anyway, Cosmics is the new restaurant sensation that's sweeping the nation. Let's see what her, what Charlotte says in the end about this. She says she's from the uh, England's southern coast. After all, Burger King has proven that meat-free burgers can, can perform well na nationwide in the U.S. It has offered the Impossible Whopper on the permanent menu since 2019. Yeah, okay, but <laughs> 345 uh, locations across 13 states white castle has offered impossible since 2018 all right mcdonald's where, where mcdonald's fa fails vegan fast food chains are also swooping in to cash in they don't care they don't care about that 
Earth Burger, Veggie Grill, Neat Burger, Mr. Charlie's, Plant Power, Fast Food, Slutty Vegan, uh, Next Level Burger, and Monty's Good Burger are just a few examples of growing fast food chains offering an entirely vegan menu. And you can find more delicious animal-free alternatives in the U.S. Okay, first of all, fast food is not good for you no matter – first of all, let me let me just say fast food is not good for you whether or not it be vegan, but it's probably better for if you if you're vegan. But you see those numbers she threw around there? She didn't tell you how many how many McDonald's are in the United States. The United States currently has 13,541 restaurants in the United States. The most are in California with 1,219 restaurants, which is about 9% of all restaurants. So 10%, let's call it 10% of all restaurants in the United States are um, in California for McDonald's. Makes sense. Probably, I would probably guess that 10% of all restaurants of any kind are in California. That shouldn't mean anything because we have like 60 million people living in America and California, something like that. Meanwhile, you have... How many fucking restaurants? That was that was insane. Uh, thirteen point five thousand, thirteen and a half thousand restaurants. That's not Burger King. That's not. Do you know how hard it would be? The people are like, oh, well, they didn't bring out the McPlant to all of them. Do you know how hard it is to get thirteen thousand five hundred anybody to do anything? No less. 13,500 units that are filled with individuals and franchisees who don't want to do what you're saying half the time and are always dragging their feet and stupid. They're stupid. You think a McDonald's owner is a smart person who opens a McDonald's. They're stupid. And yet you're supposed to have to have, you're supposed to get them all to do the same thing and launch a vegan menu. I don't fucking think so, guys. I don't think so. The idea, my idea of a McDonald's changing the world by offering vegan options, forget about it. It was stupid. I was stupid when I was a bit younger thinking like that. Oh, it's going to be changed. It's, it'll change the world. Nope. It's not going to happen. It won't happen. It won't happen until it's until until animals are so expensive. And even then, what they'll do, they'll just put more filler in the Big Mac. They'll put more sawdust in the patty. And it won't be sawdust. I'm being facetious, but like they'll put more soy dust in the patty to make it more and more plant and less and less animal. That's what will actually happen because it'll be cheaper. And human and humans want their animals. Americans want to eat more beef. Americans don't cook because it's cheaper to eat out. For the rest of the world, this is the opposite. It's not though. Dude, I cooked last night in a fucking hotel on a hotel microwave and it was still way cheaper and I had a much better meal. It's not cheaper to eat out. It's not. It just seems that way. It's not cheaper to eat out. No. It just seems that way because people are lazy and stupid and they don't know how to they don't know how to cook. But there you go. The word of the day is um, genial. Genial is the word of the day. I like this word. I like to be genial. Do you like to be genial? I think genial is a great word. The vegan word of the day. I got, uh, my friend wrote me, uh, one of my VFFs wrote me and said that I should say 
instead of saying the word of the day, I should say the vegan word of the day. The vegan word of the day is genial. People would prefer that every vegan stay genial. Someone described as genial is cheerful and pleasant. A thing described as genial to success, expressiveness, expressiveness, friendliness, and cheer. Can you be genial at all times? Tash Peterson, can't you just be more genial? That's what they say. Omar was a most genial host, making sure to spend time with each and every one of the best. The genial atmosphere immediately put me at ease. The context, um, Gleason's essential compendium, which finds his observational candor, fierce intelligence, and genial warmth to be unwavering over a half century of meeting the press. Uh, meeting the press, there's a fresh way to visit prying apart from the catalog of records he left behind five decades worth of stories about the conversations um, with the artists have been collected by Holly Gleason in prying on prying. Oh, who are they talking about with John prime to know him is to love him. Interesting. Who is John prime? I don't know who does anyone who know John prime is John prime artist. Oh, he's a musician. He's a musician. He was born in 1946. He died in 2020 in April 7th. Ugh, that was right in the beginning of the pandemic. The American singer-songwriter of country folk music, widely cited as the most influential songwriters of his generation. Prine was known for his signature blend of humorous lyrics about love, life, and current events. Do I know any of his music? Do you know? He's among English languages premier phrase turner, John Prine. Who, how the hell do I not know who this is? I remember everything... In spite of ourselves, maybe I, I, I bet you I'm going to listen to his music and I'm going to be like, duh, I know these songs. John Prine. I guess I know who I'm going to be listening to. Does anyone else know who he is? He's one of your favorites, says Jackie Boyle. Really? You might have, we might have discovered a, a gap in my knowledge base, John Prine. I, I don't think I know John Prine. Sometimes I forget things and then have to remember them the hard way, though. But this one seems like a new, seems new. It seems like a new bit, a new bit of information. So thanks, pre-shift. You know what? This is why the pre-shift is so great. We all get on the same page with it. In Danish, it means brilliant. Prine does or genial? Oh, genial. Yeah, that does. In, in German, it means uh, brilliant as well. In, in Spanish, it means like cool and brilliant too. Funny. Interesting. Genetically modified soy, unlike in Europe where we have soya that is not genetically modified due to a ban on genetically modified foods. Oh, is that true, Paul Campbell? But what are they feeding to the animals? What are they feeding to the pigs? Are they feeding, aren't they feeding genetically modified animals? Uh, animals? Aren't they feeding the genetically modified animals, genetically modified plants? I'd wager they are. Oh, well, Paul Campbell... Europe always seems to be so far ahead of us, and yet if you look just a little bit further, they're usually right on the same page as we are. America and Europe, it's hard to ignore. Can't get much more alike the West. That's why they call us the West. Warm, cheerful, and pleasant, that's genial. Genial. It's not genial. Genial in a bottle, baby. This vegan word of the day, at least, if such a declaration rubs you the wrong way, that's the most common sense of genial. Um, you may also be familiar with its closely related meaning of favorable to growth or comfort, as in what a girl wants most on vacation is to recline in the genial sunshine. Oh, hmm. 
Or perhaps you've heard genial used to describe someone or something describing market market by genius, as in who amongst us doesn't appreciate genial insights embedded in a beautiful pop song? After all, both genial and genius share an ancestor in the Latin word genius, meaning a person, disposition, or inclination. Okay, a person's disposition, disposition, inclination. There are also older, now obsolete senses of genial, when it first entered English from Latin, adjective genialis, connected with marriage, they shared a word matrimonial meaning. And at time, at one time, genial was also synonym of native born or inborn, describing things such as a musical talent. Oh, like genetic, like congenital, congenital, something like that, congenital heart failure, uh, present present or seemingly present in someone from birth okay genial well great we know the word genial now and genial can you be genial just do vegans have to be genial i don't think vegans have to be genial poor people eat out in america so i don't think that's the solution uh poor people eat out in america because they're tired from working uh, three jobs and there's nothing they can do. Plus their, their homes usually have the gas shut off. The gas is shut off. Their, their, their stoves don't work because the landlord won't fix them. The microwaves busted, they're screwed. And, um, they're also tired and at their wits end because their children are screaming that they want ponies, but they can't even afford McDonald's. So they're going to go put McDonald's on the credit card and see if they can just feed their kids one more day. That's usually how things go down. I remember when my mom was poor, she would say things like, I'm so embarrassed to bring my kids to McDonald's. And yet there we were at McDonald's saying, well, it's better than nothing. Actually, as kids, we loved it. You know, as kids, you're stupid. You chicken McNuggets and all that shit. I thought I was like a big boy because I loved eating the McDLT. I thought I was I was a big boy because I ate a big boy burger. Eat, eat like a big boy. I always wanted to be an adult. Even as a little kid, I wanted to be an adult because I realized that adults would take it seriously. And then when you become an adult, you realize that everyone's just a bunch of children, <laughs> perpetually children. The poorer countries eat less meat. Maybe if we get more poor people in America, they can't afford more meat. Unfortunately, they subsidize meat so much in this country that the poor will be able to eat meat and cheese forever. What's up, Jasper? What up? We're talking about animals. What are you talking about? We're talking about the aminals and what we could do for them. We could try to tear down a McDonald's from time to time. Mc, Mc, cosmic. The thing is about this stupid, um, this asshole right here. Like then they use this. This is the mascot of cosmic from the, from the eighties. Like I think vegans need to stop going to never mind do what you want to do do what you want to do i think <laughs> unless you're an emergency you shouldn't go to places like mcdonald's to eat their well this place mcdonald's and cosmic don't even have vegan options but like if they did fuck them what do you want to be a part of this for? They're part of the problem. They've always been part of the problem. They are the ones who took us this far into the into the pit of despair. We stared at the void, and the void said, how can I sell you more shit? That's what happened. And yet we're like, well, could you please have a vegan option for me, mister? No. They say no. 
McDonald's doesn't care about you. They don't care about anything except money. In my country, people get free food, but it's raw food and needs cooking. That's cool. So they can, do they have gas in their homes? Do they have electricity in their homes they can cook it with? You need fire, some kind of heat to cook food. There's over a million pounds of cheese in surplus stock as of 2016. That's right. The cheese caves of America, the famous cheese caves, government, government cheese. It's been a thing for a long, long time, but it's been longer than as of 2016. It's been way longer than 2016. Um, since the 50s, we've been stockpiling cheese and there's been lots of it and they keep buying more and more of it in case of emergency, but also if you're poor, they'll give you cheese. Yeah. The aminals are always on my mind, says Jasper. Hell yeah. Do we have free food banks? Yes, we do. And there's a ton of stigma around them, though. Um, we do have free food banks. Yeah. Yeah, we got free food. You can go get you can go get food. There's no reason to starve in America. No, there's never a reason to starve in America. We've we throw away more food. We throw away like 25% of what we buy. I mean, there's plenty of food in America. We are the land of abundance. And there's there's a food bank all over. Even like some restaurants will have little uh, free food areas so that you can just buy rice or whatever, stuff that they're not using. They they have stuff like that. Yeah. Never a reason to starve in America. In fact, I would say if you starve in America, it's you're not trying. That's that's freezing to death, though. You can freeze to death in America pretty easily. Um, infant mortality, we're pretty high up there. So yeah, I mean, we've got lots of other problems. Starvation isn't really one of them. Yeah. Poor people are subsidized gas and electric to cook. Awesome. See, there you go. Uh, we have the same kind of thing. You can't, they can't shut you off in the winter and like they have to, they have to go through some stuff. If you're water, electric and power, water, power and gas, they can't just shut it off. Um, they have to like kind of go through and give you your options, at least in California In other places, they'll shut your shit off, especially electricians. They'll shut it off. They're bastards that way because we use private companies mostly to, um, to sell electricity weird but it seems pe like people can't handle abundance weird huh people can't handle abundance that is weird i think you're totally right <laughs> um it is the season of giving um it is the season of jesus don't jesus is the reason for the season this um press release i read today i thought listen up we're not your stuff animals vegan nativity scene covers columbus bike shares all over columbus ohio there's no room at the inn for animal exploitation because arch city is a Christmas shopping hub. PETA is posting ads on local bike shares throughout the city showing a cow, a sheep, a chicken, a pair of geese, and a donkey gathered in a cozy nativity scene as they appeal to humans to let them live in peace by embracing a vegan lifestyle. See, I think we should go hard when it comes to this. Like, can you see it says, listen up, we're we're not your leather shoes, we're not your luggage carry, we're not your wool sweater. Let us live in peace. I love that idea. I think that people should say, you know, I saw a thing at a, at a, you know, driving through America and I saw a church and on one of the marquees, it said, come linger by the manger. And I thought, wow, linger by the manger, come linger by the manger and don't hurt the animals. I think would be a great thing to put on, come linger by the manger, but don't hurt the animals because Jesus is in the manger surrounded by animals. You know, the animals don't want to be eaten. The animals want to be left alone. 
I would encourage everyone to check out a local food bank. I've gotten so much produce, usually can't afford. Yep, frozen bags. It's great. I love I love food banks. Um, they're great. I think uh, everyone should go. Oftentimes they have soy milk because uh, the, those cartons of soy milk that don't that don't rot, they have they have, usually have that. We have the food, the resource, and everything any other country would want. Yet we botch it more often than not. Yeah, because we do it. We do everything the dumbest way possible. That's all right because we um, we give money to the military instead of our neighbors. That's right. Uh, compared to being a king 200 years back, if you give me an option of being a homeless in America, I would choose it. Alpha Sophist, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I think you probably get laid less as a homeless person in America, but okay. It depends on what you, it depends on your priorities, I suppose. Yeah. McDonald's vegan is weird. Like I'm supposed to go there with the Carnist friends. If they are a Carnist, they are dead to me and not my friend. Thank you, Jesper. Don't bring your car. Don't have a Carnist friend. I don't, I'm not friends with Carnies. No new Carny friends. That's my rule. I'm not saying you have to live by it, but that's my whole thing. I don't want, I don't want to make new friends who are Carnies. Going to McDonald's and watching everyone shovel dead animals into their faces seems like my personal hell. I don't want to experience it. I don't want to see it. The times that I've had to go into McDonald's or whatever throughout my last 18 years of being vegan, you know, to use the bathroom or somebody wants something like over the years, I've, I've had to go into McDonald's and get a Coke or do something stupid like that. And it's always made my stomach turn. I want to vomit every time I go in there, the stench of it. The, the the people, the everyone who's there is miserable. It's a miserable, horrible place. And yet, oh, God, the stench of it, the stench of it. And everyone's just covered in a sheen of beef fat, of animal flesh. They're all just a sheen of the oil rendered off the flesh of poor animals. It's disgusting. People go to restaurants to get a fix. There are... The SOS free WFPB fast food joints. Where's McDougal's? <laughs> That's what we need. We need a McDougal's. The problem is we aren't smart. We're not smart like they are. We don't have vegan. Uh, like how cool would it be if PETA um, with some of their money decided to start a fast food chain? I think that'd be incredible. PETA fast food chain. Call it PETA. PETA fast food chain to call it even like don't even need a name for it not doesn't don't even be clever pita's fast food chain they could start it in norfolk virginia where i think it would be quite popular because there's no vegan restaurant in norfolk virginia where their headquarters is i'd be happy to open it for them how cool would it be pita fast food go for it From the days of World War, it's paid by the government. Yeah, everyone does, everyone has rations to keep them alive. In the UK, you have to be mean, means tested to access food banks. Is it different in the US? In US, it's no no questions asked. You just go. Yeah, you don't have to ask. They don't ask any questions because they want to limit the stigma about going to food banks. People are embarrassed, and so when you go, you you they ask no questions. You tell them nothing. They just ask you what you want. Um, sometimes they just have a bag they give you, which is um, harder for vegans because you got to like, I don't want that. I don't want that. But uh, food banks are great places. I went up further, ditched my old friends and then didn't want in, that didn't want to change too. seriously. Fuck them. I tried so hard, but it made me uh, just maybe hurt. Ain't doing it anymore. Yeah, Jesper, I have a similar journey. Um, most I don't have any. I have some 
old friends, but they're, I never see them. And the ones that were like, um, the ones that I really had a falling out with were the ones who were like politically liberal and wanted to talk about justice all the time, post pictures of police and all these things, you know, videos of mean police and all that. But yet they still kill animals. It's like I, I can't be friends with hypocrites. The free food rations are the lowest grade food. So nobody rather other than the needy use it in America. It's um, the free food is store brands. They're they're just as good as everything else. Yo, pita fast food is a brilliant idea. Yeah, I think they should do it. Like it only costs like it only costs like a million dollars to open up less than a million dollars to open up a fast food restaurant. And we could totally do it. We open up a fast food restaurant from scratch. It and with the goal of opening and we buy the land. We could do it on land that's that's been donated to PETA. Like open it up and run it as a nonprofit. It's part of the nonprofit organization. And that money goes to PETA to fund activism. I think I think that would be amazing. We could sell like it could be like a you know small menu. I I would I would be able to make. I think that if PETA gave me a million dollars to open up a restaurant, I can make them three million dollars in their first year and every year after that. Three million dollars, I think I could do. Yeah, I think I could do it, especially if we had. Um, Especially if we had alcohol, we could have pita fast food, and at night there's a there's a bar. <laughs> no, just forget the bar part. People just don't want to see these animals as individuals. Pita burgers. That's right. Damn, I think I might have to go to America for the free food. You could walk down the street and get free food. There's fucking there's there's fruit growing in most of these streets in America. You could just go up the street and pick up pick up an avocado, pick an orange. In California, there's apples growing. Any anything that's over a sidewalk, you're allowed to grab. And there's lots of like wild growing fruit. So I mean, you can you can always eat. The Unity Diner in London is thriving, so Peter are missing a great opportunity here. Need to lobby them ASAP. Well, my goal is to do the PETA food truck next after this chicken truck my goal is to do the food truck speaking of chicken fix chicken truck i will be in saint augustine today driving around to uh places like uh places like uh friggin chick-fil-a and others it'll be really exciting pita i'm loving it i'm loving it good i'm glad thanks jaggy boy i'm glad you're loving it thank you so much for being here everybody um the affirmation of today, I want to say uh, the affirmation should be I'm an intellectual. I'm an intellectual, but I'm not, I, but I won't be martyred. I'm going to always bring up critical thinking and try to make logically consistent conclusions. I am an intellectual. Every vegan has to be an intellectual and think about things. And sometimes I think that only vegans are the ones who are thinking about these things. Perhaps the intellectual revolution is the vegan movement. I know that there are some intellectuals who aren't vegan, like Peter Singer and the rest, but at least intellectuals are thinking about these things. Since the days of Aristotle, we've been considering the feelings of animals. Even though Aristotle wasn't vegan, he considered animals slaves. He talked about animals as if they were slaves, same as human slaves. Because he had a vested interest in upholding the status quo. But even my point being that even in the very beginning of intellectualism and philosophy, people like Aristotle were considering 
the role animals play in our lives and if they should play any role at all. So your daily affirmation today, your vegan daily affirmation of the day is, I am an intellectual. So go out there and be a critical thinker, vegans. Thank you so, so much for everything you're doing. I really do appreciate you. Yeah, I got so much information from the old philosophers to make vegan quotes. Good. Pythagoras is a good place to start. To be vegan in its truest sense is to demonstrate fairly high critical thinking skills. Completely agree. That's why so many punk rock um, musicians and stuff are vegan because they're really into the idea of uh, critical thinking and celebrating critical thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our channel members. If you aren't a Patreon subscriber or a channel member, what the fuck are you waiting for? Come on, man. I'm doing this every day just for you. If you find any value in this um, this community, please uh, contribute. If you don't want to contribute that way, you can always go to veganofcourse.net, pick yourself up a badass t-shirt or hat. I'm very proud of my designs there. I designed them all myself and I'd be super stoked to see you with them on. If you send me a picture of you, I'll put you on the Instagram too. And so you, everyone can see that you're a supporter of the vegan cause and love the aminals. If you are on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch right now, please head on over to youtube.com slash vegan, of course. And, um, you know, hit that subscribe button, smash that like button. If you haven't liked this video yet already, you aren't even doing the bare minimum. Please like the video. Mike licked it and liked it. Vegan Stallion says, hit that like button. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sky and chat. Take care, vegan friends. Uh, you have been pre-shifted. Shy, it's going to be anonymous. That's okay. You can be anonymous. I don't think you even have to be kind. You just have the feeling of justice to get to the same point. I completely agree with you, Jesper. Kind, not eating animals is not an act of kindness, though. I think kindness and ethics of care are important to the vegan movement. Really, it's an act of justice. Thank you for lurking, Vegan Stallion. I love you, baby. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'm hoping you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Later. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. All right, illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down because I need you. We need each other and the aminals definitely need you. Thank you, everybody. And also, wish me luck because I'll be uh, going around St. Augustine. Florida's rough business. They got some rough customers in Florida. So we'll see what happens. Wish me luck, everybody. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate you. Later. <laughs>